Welcome to the Colby Cast, episode 75. Glad you could join us. Today, Bonnie and I are joined by Colby staff members Bridget and Lauren to celebrate our 75th episode. To help us celebrate this minor victory, our parents, students, and teachers shared some of their minor victories with us through our social media channels. We'll share these victories with you and add in some of our own. Stick around after the closing for a few bloopers where my rooster Snuggles makes his debut on the podcast. We hope that you'll enjoy the show. Hi there, I'm Bonnie, liturgical musician, popcorn and podcast fanatic, and Colby homeschooling mom to four lads and lasses of middle and high school age. And this is Stephen, homeschooling father of five and director of development for Colby Academy. Well, it hardly seems possible, and how cliche does that sound, but here we are recording the 75th episode of the Colby Cast. I have Stephen Hayden here with me today. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Bonnie. And we have Bridget Tabaldi and Lauren Wong from our social media team here to celebrate with us. Hi, ladies. Hey. Hi there. Thanks for having us again. Oh, sure. It's great to have you back. We called you guys to see if you would come and celebrate this milestone recording with us, and we thought we'd celebrate some of the successes, big and small, that we and our Colby families, our Colby faculty and administration, have had during the course of the school year so far. I was going to fix a festive beverage, and then it ended up being cold and chilly today, so I ended up with ginger tea, which is not so festive, but still good. So does anybody have a festive beverage? I've already finished my cup of coffee, so just water for me. Oh, sad. The bottom of the coffee cup. Oh, a sad moment. (laughs) I also just have water. (laughs) What do you have, Lauren? Pumpkin pumpkin spice tea. Pumpkin spice tea. Oh, I have that mug. I almost used that one today. You should have had matching mugs. Okay, next time we're going to coordinate our mugs. Okay, good deal. We asked for our Colby listeners to send us their minor victories just to celebrate those small things I can think of uh, back in the day when everybody was little and in a car seat, the day they could all buckle their own car seats. That was a minor victory. That was like a big deal. (laughs) And I had to keep track of it because it was such a turning point for me and my own experience as a mom. So uh, those kinds of things, it's not, you know, huge deal, but it is a big enough deal that I wanted to remember it. So we asked for our Colby families to send us similar things that they're celebrating. We got some great responses. Bridget, do you have a minor victory you're celebrating? So unrelated to school, you just reminded me what mine is. And it is that our daughter can now buckle herself into the car seat and unbuckle herself. Oh, that's yes. That's another (laughs) one. Yes. Quite momentous. Yeah. So she's able to do her five point harness without any help from us. And then she's learning how to do her brothers as well. So super helpful. Again, not related to Colby at all, but in the past week. It's all part um, of it. It's all part of the daily experience. That's right. So super excited about that. Definitely. Well, cheers to that. That is a big, big deal. Lauren, what about you? What are you celebrating? Well, I would say, I think all of us would agree that virtual college fair was a huge hit. Mm-hmm. And I think all of us are feeling um, really good after that. I know I am and it's yeah. inspiring. And and for me too, um, I think that I've always felt like I wanted to send my kids to a Catholic school. I'm product of a Catholic college. I went to Franciscan University and um, that college fair, I think, tipped me over. Like my children will not 
go to a public school or I'm not paying for it if they want to go to a public school. So I was really inspired. I felt like it was a really grace-filled day. And I think all of Colby is kind of feeling that. So that would be a Colby victory, I think. Um, And then a family one would be that I finally figured out that my five-month-old needed to move to two naps, and it was um, has resolved many issues, <laughs> with, which I couldn't figure out what it was. Is she trying to roll over? Is she trying to sit up? Um, all of those were happening, but once we got to two naps, then um, it all just got a little better. So, Oh, good. Definitely. Well, cheers to that. That is a big two. And the the college fair certainly was a great event. I congratulate you all on all the work. I know so much work went into that for a long time from a lot of folks. And it really, everything I saw of the day just went so well and a lot of great information out there. So congratulations to everyone. And thank you so much for all of the work that you put into that. That was a really phenomenal day. I was intending to just be there for part of it, but I couldn't pull myself away until Mm -hmm. very late, until I had other other meetings to attend at least. (laughs) Well, Stephen, how about you? When are your victories for you? Colby-wise, well, family and Colby-wise, I guess, we made it through our first midterm on an online oh, yes. class, which was, you know, it was a little stressful getting up mm-hmm. to that point in the in the year, a lot of work. And one of the, my son's taking the 10th grade honors history course. And we're thinking, wow, this is a lot of work. You know, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but yep. it was good to have that midterm kind of to get focused in and really built his confidence up. And that was great. Um, good, good. I, th- I think we've graduated from car seats now in our family. So <laughs> yeah. I, I think just when, when we moved to Arkansas, the law changed. And so I think my youngest was able to just get out of the car seat here. So, or a booster seat at this, at this point was for him. So no car seats for us any longer. It's a big, it's a new chapter. It's really different when everyone just gets in and goes. I used to think of it as like, we're boarding the airplane. Like it takes a while to get everybody settled and going. And I have to factor in a lot of time for the car seats and everything, the buckling and unbuckling on both sides of the trip. Now we can all get in the car and just go. It's not lost on me how, how different that is. And it's, it's big. It's a big turning point. So for all the times that you're standing there buckling. It's, it's a shoe sick. check for us now. Just make sure everybody's wearing shoes. Oh, we've had that That's... too. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. So the passage through the first midterm, that is really quite momentous. Every year getting through midterms is big. This certainly for the freshman year, the first year with Colby. I know that your son's a sophomore, but it's his first year with Colby. So, and every year, I, I can remember thinking the same thing with my piano juries the first time I got through them. You know, know what to expect going in that first time and just being on the other side of them. That it is really quite the accomplishment. So for everyone celebrating that, yeah. congratulations. We, yes. we uh, celebrate that with you. I know that's big. So many blessings have come since last we celebrated here. Uh, we've, we've welcomed Stephen to our co-host cast. We're so happy to have you along, Stephen. That's really been quite, that's been more than a minor victory to have you join our our co-host team. We're really happy to have you along and thankful for all that you have contributed to the Colby cast so far. Thank you so much. Um, We have learned a lot about audio production and podcast production. We continue to learn, um, certainly even in the making of this episode so far today, we have made 
quite a number of deposits in the bank of experience, as my husband would say, <laughs> learning of different uh, setups and what we're doing here with our platform that we record on and all kinds of things like that. And very practical, but um, at the same time, in the service of, of the Colby families, which is the whole reason that we have this podcast going in the first place. And to that end, we, we threw it out to our families to ask them how they're celebrating, as I've mentioned. And we were so grateful to hear back from a number of them. Uh, we heard from a Colby mom who said her kids are, are being more independent now. She has seen a, a growth in their independence and how well they work together. And that's a, been a great blessing to them. Do you guys hear that from your families that you interact with when you're serving them in your customer service roles? I don't know if I hear it explicitly, but I definitely see it with how students come into chat and how they're able to conduct themselves. Yeah. And also just being a teacher and interacting with the students, they definitely, um, and granted, I, I work with 10th and 11th graders and 12th graders, but I definitely see that they they take a lot of initiative and it seems that they definitely are more independent than maybe students at other schools or I don't know, just Colby gives them the ability to take that responsibility and to take the lead in their education, which is really great. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I think homeschooling encourages that and Colby takes it a step further since, you know, we're dealing with technology and um, parents are busy and students kind of learn to take um, their education into their own hands. So I, th I think it's wonderful and it is a huge victory to have more independent children because that's ultimately going to make them better human beings too. It's part of formation. You know, just with, I mean, I know we always talk, always talk about how structure in the homeschooling is important, but the, the nice thing about Colby and homeschooling is that it's not overly structured. So the children get to develop those skills like you're talking about to manage their time and to know, okay, I just can't wait until mom gets free to come and tell me, do this and do this. If I do that, I'm going to be doing work until nine at night because I've started so late. So I love that they have to kind of provide the structure for some of the structure for themselves, where if you're in a brick and mortar school, you just don't have that freedom to do a lot of that. Absolutely. Yeah. And that is ordered in such a way that to make that whole scenario work, which we, I mean, we, I get that. And to transition from, from that uh, environment to the home environment takes some getting used to. And so maybe some of our families are celebrating the, the victory of that transition. If they've made that this year, uh, we've walked that road and it's, it's a big one. I remember feeling quite victorious at, at that time when we could see some of the growth that had come from learning how to uh, make sure that our students knew what their assignments were for the day and them taking the initiative to get going on that rather than sitting there waiting for a direction for every single step of the way, which some of them were quite accustomed to that. And that is kind of how it goes sometimes, but getting used to it at home is quite a different matter. So if there are families celebrating this uh, transitional victory, Cheers to that. That's great. That's a, a big one. What were you going to say, Bridget? Yeah, so I just wanted to add as well that we've been talking a lot about the older students, but for younger students too, like we started kindergarten with our daughter using the yeah. Colby curriculum. And obviously I don't expect her to like do everything by herself all the time. Right. But it's interesting how the curriculum sets it up so that it's it's just enough work so that she is learning 
but it's not so much that it's intimidating or overwhelming for her. She actually asks to do school like every single day. Um, And even when she's doing school, she wants to kind of do it herself. And if I try to help her or like write in her books at all, she's like, no, I want to do it. (laughs) So it's interesting how, again, the curriculum sets it up so that it gives them that independence even at such a young age Mm -hmm. without being too overwhelming. That's beautiful, too, because having that sense of wonder is something that should be encouraged, not you know, not having it be agony to, to go through that. So that's fantastic. Definitely. Another Colby mom sent us this comment. My kids have already learned so much, and it's only been one quarter. They've grown in their faith, and it's been wonderful to see them get better at other areas like penmanship, time management, and finding a good rhythm for doing schoolwork. Yeah, I think um, finding a good rhythm is a huge victory and it's something we're all striving for as homeschoolers. But finding a good rhythm can can sometimes be the key to success, like finding a routine that works for everybody. And um, it can really allow for focus for uh, an educational environment that encourages learning. So routine is really big to encourage um, learning. Yeah, that predictability, like knowing what to expect leaves room for the growth and the learning to happen. Yeah. So Bridget, do you, do you guys have a routine for your kindergarten days? How does that working for you guys? We don't have too much of, of a routine. It's pretty um, free at this point. We only do four days a week typically. So basically we wake up early and she likes to get school done super early in the morning. I tried to do it during her sibling's nap time but we found that that time for her was not good because she still needs that rest time as well. Sure. So she functions best first thing in the morning, right after breakfast, before I have to do work or class or anything like that. It usually only takes 20 to 30 minutes. I don't know, maybe I'm doing something wrong, but we seem to get through everything. (laughs) We seem to get through everything, and she's enjoying it. We do like prayers at the beginning, the Pledge of Allegiance, Um, some songs throughout to keep it interesting and then after that she just gets to play for the rest of the day so we wake up do school and then play all day sounds good it's consistent with what we've heard from many other families that the that the younger the kindergarten and the the younger elementary grades that it really doesn't take as long as as we think it might so much of the learning at that stage can just happen through play and Mm -hmm. through helping make lunch or whatever. I mean, the, uh, helping might not be the right term when, when at least when my children at that age were trying to help make lunch, more like hindering the lunch making process. But, but it's still, there's a lot of, I think a lot of the learning just happens naturally when you're there in a family. I think that's true for all ages. So even the older students who might be technically doing more school, the ability to be at home and and watching the parents maybe do laundry throughout the day or vacuum or whatever, they, they see that hard work. So it's not just like they go to school, they come home, they do homework, and then they go to bed. They get to learn at their own pace, and then throughout the day they see that hard work that's being done. And then they learn that that is also an important skill that they need to have as well. But it's not something that's forced down upon them. Like after school, maybe they they don't come home out the school bus and have a chore list to do. They are seeing it throughout the day that you have to work hard. And that's just what life is. So, 
we seem to get a lot of different interests that just kind of take the whole family in a different direction as well. So whether it's my son's love of my one of my younger son's love of badgers, and he's found all sorts of woodchuck holes on our property, and he keeps hoping one of them will be a badger hole, and maybe he could try to capture a young badgers for a pet or you know we found mushrooms all over our property and so you know my wife took the lead on investigating whether any of these mushrooms would be edible whether we could eat them or you know or my son's love of history and bringing those things up it's just it seems like you just get naturally exposed to all these different things when you're there with people with different interests in your family but they also have the freedom to explore those different areas too and share it all gets integrated over that and idea of integration has come up time and again in our conversations here on the Colby cast and, and that you see it in action just very naturally how we integrate school into life. It's not life revolves around school. It's the opposite. So the badger interest, is that new since you moved? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, always interested in the, the fiercest animals, right? So okay. these compact badgers, but, but certainly the chance that there could be one here this is big yeah okay we heard from a student that he was not a big theology person at the beginning of this school year and since the beginning of the school year he has now reached honors congratulations he doesn't think this is a coincidence he says he wasn't very good at religion but that he trusts that god want, wanted his success in the class and he credits mrs hoxie his teacher for uh, helping in that success. He says she's always open to helping and that his classmates are all nice. That doesn't surprise me, but it's great to hear that he's having such a good experience in the theology class. Congratulations to him and thanks to Mrs. Hoxie and all his classmates for that. Bridget, you've spoken about that, the the camaraderie among the classmates that you see them helping each other and, and building each other up. Tell me from your perspective, have you seen similar things in your chemistry classes? You're teaching chemistry. Do you have other courses you're teaching too? So I teach core and AP chemistry this year. Okay. And um, yeah, I've definitely seen it this year as well. I know one of our Colby goals for this year was to have more participation via webcams, mics, things like that. And so I've been trying to incorporate that more into my classes. And one thing that we just did recently that was actually really fun and the students really, well, they said they enjoyed, was that I sprung it on them during an exam day. So usually during exam days, we do some sort of um, review, but not new material or an activity or something like that. So during an exam day, I told them that they were going to be separated into groups. And I did not tell any of this beforehand. So they came to class not knowing what they were doing. So when they got in, I separated them all into groups, and then I gave the group a random scientific topic. They were kind of all over the place for, with what the topics were. The goal with this was that they had to do some research using PubMed, Google Scholar, books, any anything that had a either primary source or reputable source. And the goal was to get them to learn how to do this research so that whenever they do lab reports or research papers that they can know where they're going to get information from and then after they researched they had to put together a powerpoint and then after they put together a powerpoint then they had to present it as a group and i only gave them about 30 minutes to research i gave them 10 minutes to put together a powerpoint and then they each had 10 minutes to present as a group and again Whoa. there was no there was not any advanced notice of this at all 
So so I thought that they would be really nervous and like not want to do it, but actually all of them were so good with it and they were all so good with helping each other. Um, It was wonderful to see how they can all just come together in small groups to really do this activity. And again, it was really neat to see them kind of thrive doing the activity, even though at first they were like grumbling about it. Um, at the end in the chat, some of them were like, this was actually really fun. Uh, oh, so yeah, that was neat to to see how they could come together. And even though they, they don't work together in a traditional sense where they can be, all sit around the table, um, they were able to use the technology that we have in order to still work together and still present something, even though, again, there was zero advance notice. I heard about that in other classes as well, that like at the beginning of the year, even when it's kind of like a lecture discussion sort of things, it's like people are a little bit more on their own. It's like, I'm going to say what I want to say and not really be listening to what, what else is being said. But um, I've heard that kind of as this, as you, the semester moves on, that shifts a little bit and people are start to kind of cooperate, yeah, as you're saying, in a different way, I guess, but cooperate and kind of work together, listening and more so than they do at the beginning, at least. Yeah, they seem to have, from my end, from what I see of, of my kids participating in their classes, it it has grown into that. It, ta- it has taken some time. And I, I was asking my own kids about their minor victories this year. One of them that was repeated was that they have, they felt good about learning their way around the various pieces of technology. So I can see them developing friendships and conversational skills with the other classmates and the club members that they're the the groups that they've joined. And so that's been neat to see them develop those. I think that's another minor victory. If I can add that from a uh, Colby staff perspective, I feel like the tech issues this year have been significantly lessened by a lot of the measures that we've taken in terms of like upgrading the technology that we do use. So I think that that has significantly made our lives easier and then Mm -hmm. also hopefully given you guys all a much better experience as well. Well, I know you'll have put a lot of work into that on the, on the back end that that we don't see that we just see the results of (laughs) the the smoother experience with all of the platforms running so, so well. And so there's a lot of work that has gone into making that happen. So thank you all for that. And congratulations for all the success on that regard. Lauren, you talked about that a little bit. When we talked on the episode Mystery Machines, you mentioned some of the things that were happening behind the scenes, uh, some of the upgrades and staff additions that were made to in- improve the the tech experience that the families would know. And so we can see the fruits of that. Yes, it's it's been really exciting. And I think it's something that we've um, we've kind of always wanted for Colby as an online school. And, you know, technology is such a huge part of it that um, it just it just feels like we're moving forward and we're moving forward fast and it's exciting. It's very exciting. Tell us about that technology department now. It has grown by how many people this year? Yes. So we now have, let's see, five people. So I know it started originally with Lauren and Sean. Yeah. <laughs> and now we have five people. Um, wow. So we have Mr. Switzer, who is the educational technology manager, and he is the one who oversees all of us. And he's the one who is really running the scripts on the back end to try to make things 
a lot smoother and easier for everybody. And then we have Miss Boyce, who is the ed tech developer. So she's the one on the, the back end. You might also see her in chat. She's the one who is really working on the website, creating new tools that aren't even available yet, but hopefully will be soon, so that it makes your experience a lot better, especially for homeschool families. We have Mr. Sean Ryan, who I'm sure everybody is familiar with from chat. Um, yep. We get lots of people coming into chat requesting him. So again, I'm sure everybody is familiar with him. <laughs> and then we recently just have a new support person, Mr. Lazote. And he is in chat all the time now. And again, just it's really nice to not have to be one of three. Being one of five is a lot easier. I don't know how Lauren and Sean did it with just one of two. <laughs> that would be very difficult. But I think, again, expanding the entire department is making the experience for Colby families a lot better. That's funny. Everybody knows. Everybody knows Sean Ryan. Like. <laughs> Yep, we've received. We've been the beneficiaries of his good advice and yours, your help many times. It's uh, it continues to amaze me the chat function. I think that is a great, great feature. And then in other situations, I'm like, why don't they have a chat situation like Colby does that works so well? That's what they need going on here. <laughs> so our next, I'm going to call this actually a major victory. Yeah. is from a student who says that their self-esteem has been so much better since starting Colby. Um, she's found it easier to make friends. She doesn't feel alone anymore. She had really bad ADHD and low self-esteem, but being in Colby has helped her not feel so bad anymore, and it's helped her understand that she's not alone, that there, there are others who are struggling um, as well and that God's providence has been evident um, by a friend who had um, a miracle happen that she met, and this friend she met through Colby. Again, I would call that pretty major, not minor. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Definitely. I think one thing um, this student should recognize, too, is that even the fact that she was able to submit this, she submitted it with her full name and everything, is pretty pretty incredible it shows a lot of confidence and definitely does a lot of trust Mm -hmm. um, which again is pretty great absolutely i know with the like learning difficulties or whatever it's my experience that this is a a broader great thing about colby the comparison isn't always there with all of the other kids where it's you know some of my kids have learning disabilities and if they were right there in a classroom, I think they would be comparing themselves like, well, this is harder for me. There's something wrong with me because it's not as easy for me as it is for these, for other people. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you, and you've got Colby, you've got you know, your mother or your parents there who care everything about your end success. It's ways of dealing with that and just saying, okay, well, yeah, it is harder for you in this area. But that doesn't mean you still can't be successful, you know. So I, I think that's a, a universal good <laughs> that uh, mm-hmm. that people can experience with uh, with Colby. At least I've I've heard I've heard those stories as well. We we've talked about this a, a number of times on in several episodes about the opportunity we have as Colby families to customize our children's education to their needs. We educate our children as they are, who they are, and. We can develop skills and ways of working with their particular needs and ways of doing things that 
and other contexts would require more hoop jumping or more um, documentation or more labels or more and more and more things that we can set aside for the time being when we're working more at home. So I'm really happy for her that she has uh, grown in confidence as she has and has been able to to see herself in the positive light that she is and and be able to see the blessings that have come from her schooling at home. That's fantastic. I hope that continues for her. And I'm so glad to hear about the miracles you experienced as well. Even even in the online classes, there are some still many ways, as we've spoken about with Celeste Cuellar and Ashley Massey on previous episodes, about making making those online classes work well for people of various needs as well. So the customization that is available to us is really a quite quite a blessing to us. We can turn that into quite a number of victories. Yeah. Lauren, would you like to read for us our last submission? This is a fun one from one of our teachers. Yes, this is from Miss Finnegan. She says, one of my highlights from this year was watching one of my ninth grade students recite the first 21 lines of the Iliad and at the end seeing his mother stand up in the background holding up this sign. And the sign she's holding up says, thank you for making my kids memorize poetry. <laughs> she says it was an incredible moment, such a nice surprise and almost brought tears to my eyes. The support that we teachers receive from Colby parents is really something special and never something I take lightly. Thank you, mom of the ninth grader, for your encouragement and support. And your student did a wonderful job, too. That's fantastic. I love that. Yes, I think that's I think that's wonderful too. I mean, I'm sure Bridget, you can you can relate to um, teacher support. I feel like um, sometimes teachers don't get as much appreciation um, as they as they should. I know that I um, continue to admire any teacher um, because I yes. think it would be one of the hardest jobs in the world. Yes. So. I concur with you, Lauren. I think that I, my hat is off to you all. I think it's amazing work that you do. What's it like for you? Do you hear from parents very much, Bridget? And you're, you're in teaching high school chemistry. Do you hear from them very much? Not really. Um, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning when we were talking about independence. Mm -hmm. And really, a lot of times I'll hear from the students. So if the students have any concerns, then they typically email me. And we have some really good students at Colby who are very on top of it. So if I accidentally grade something wrong or if they have questions about something, they're very good about emailing me directly. Now, obviously, per Colby policy, there are times whenever we do have to talk to parents. But again, in general, I think the Colby students really embrace the independence and the expectations that we have for them and take control of that. But at the end of the year, though, I do usually get emails from parents saying like, thank you, uh, which is always really nice to hear that my efforts have been um, appreciated. Good deal. I'm glad you get that affirmation. That's good. I also just loved this, this, uh, this last story from the teacher too, both because, I mean, many reasons the mother's involved she's there she's she's communicating she's involved with her child's education the student is reading poetry and he's reading the iliad you know <laughs> you've got just so many good things there and 
I do remember just when you have this sort of thing, my daughter teaching one of my sons who was, he was trying to do poetry, but he really loved battles. So she was in high school. He was like seven or something, six or seven. And she was teaching him the start of the beginning of the, the Iliad, you know, sing goddess, the anger of Peleus' son Achilles. You know? um, and so he got to act it out. But, you know, that can happen when you've got these great works. These are good things. Sure, yeah. I remember my now junior working on this assignment as a freshman to memorize these lines of poetry and recite them for video. I remember him working on this and just being amazed, sharing a similar sentiment to the mom who held up the the sign in the video. I didn't go that far though. That was my hat is off to her. That was really awesome of her to to do that for Miss Finnegan to to affirm her that way. That was neat. But I remember thinking at the time that was quite an accomplishment for my son to to know for himself that he hadn't done something like that before and so for freshmen and those who have been in that position who have uh, done that same assignment and those that have followed or similar ones they can uh, relate to that experience and and have that sense of accomplishment and and draw upon it when they are uh, standing up to speak in front of a room full of people and they're not quite sure about that right (laughs) that's what I was going to add I feel like what our Colby students have to do are pretty major accomplishments because I know whenever I went to public school and we never even had to read any of those things, let alone memorize or recite them in front of a class. In ninth grade, I had to memorize the Gettysburg Address and that was like the only thing that I ever had to memorize, but we didn't even like analyze it or anything. It was literally just memorize this. Whereas I think our students do and teachers do a really good job at figuring out well, why are you doing this? Why is this an important writing? How is this going to help you when you get older? Um, so again, I think that's a pretty major victory that our students can be proud of themselves for. Definitely have that sense of accomplishment. Yep. And speaking to the point of the parents interacting with the teachers, I know as a parent myself, this kind of came up a little bit in the conversation I had with the middle school teachers at the beginning of the school year, which was a really fun one. I tend to be more um, encouraging of my of my kids to handle as much as they can on their own, interacting with teachers and handling their work, going back to that point of independence and fostering in them that sense of, I, I can do this. This is not beyond my capability. Um, I can ask for help, but I can still do it myself. So, But there are times, yeah, that I, that I feel like I need to say something that I need to communicate with the teacher. I'm here, but it, I'm letting them handle it until such time as I need. I don't want to insert myself when I'm not needed. I think that's a, it's a great skill to have. My first, my oldest daughter just is off at college now. And she's, she's just, she's already got that habit of, you know, if there's things she doesn't understand, like what's expected of her, she just grabs the professor after class and, or, you know, goes to during his office hours to have those discussions, you know, cause I'm not there or my wife isn't there anymore to, so we can advise her, but uh, she's, she's already got that skill and it's, it seems to be benefiting her greatly rather than just leaving it up to chance. She's taking the initiative and making sure everything's going to be successful. That's de- definitely serve her well throughout her life to know that, that she can help herself that she knows that she has your support, but that she can, she can do for herself what she needs to. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Well, it has been a great um, several episodes since our last celebration. I think there's lots of minor victories along the way and certainly major victories and everywhere in between those. It's, it's uh, 
helpful to me to to stop and think about these things, these blessings and these points of celebration to help uh, buoy us on when their things are more challenging, which they kind of come all together sometimes. And I have any more minor victories come to mind as we've been talking here. I have a funny minor victory. All right, let's hear it. So hopefully you didn't hear this at all, but I do have two kids here, a three and a one-year-old. I wasn't supposed to have them here, but my husband had to take our other kid to uh, swimming lessons and... Mm -hmm. I thought that it wouldn't be fair for him to have to have this little one running around a pool. <laughs> so again, that's a little minor victory for me in that they were all pretty quiet, except for right there. They've done great. Um, <laughs> during this entire episode record. Yes. Congrats to all of you. Well done, everyone. So looking ahead, we've got some fun things coming down the road for the Colby cast. We will have some NHS students coming up, I think, next week. What do you think, Stephen? What are you looking forward to in, for the Colby cast and for the rest of the school year with Colby? I've just been having so much fun for the last several times, You know, whether it's talking to teachers or um, some of the staff here. It was great talking with Chris Lewis, and I know we've mm-hmm. got Patrick Riley coming up, the president and founder of uh, Newman Guide. Yeah. So I don't have anything concrete, but there's, you know, we, we were talking today about a lot of different Catholic vendors like like Chris Lewis and Baratus, but love to see some more of those people who are being Catholic and producing great things, you know. Yeah, those are conversations I'm looking forward to as well. And these ideas you've thrown out for other Catholic vendors and creators and um, craftsmen, I'm, I, that would be, I'd be all in for that. That would be great. Those would be great conversations to have. I learned something from every episode that we do, from every guest that we talk to. I'm always grateful for the generosity of our guests who come and spend this time with us, visiting with us, and for uh, all they offer us and their wisdom and experience, all the patience they show us as and in the recording process because it is a, it it takes a little while to record the episodes. It's a wonderful time, and uh, everyone is has been very gracious about the very human side of the the learning process that we go through as podcast hosts and producers um, creating each of these episodes. It's it's a lot of fun collaborating with all of you on this. I'm really so grateful, remain grateful for this opportunity. And um, just it's neat to see what comes of, of the conversations that we have and what's yet to come. I'm, I'm hoping for lots more good stuff to come and I'm grateful that you all have come to celebrate with us today. These 75 episodes, we have more than at, at last check when we were recording this today, we've had more than 7,300 downloads of the Colby cast, and we are very much looking forward to hitting some milestones in, in the number of downloads down the road that are, seem to be coming sooner than I could have ever imagined. That's been something I didn't even fathom at the beginning, so I'm very grateful for that and celebrating that as well today. We hope that this has been a fun episode for our listeners and that hearing this, that, that people will call to mind the, the victories that they're celebrating big and small in their homes and in their families and in their school year, and that they will share them with us. You can comment on the social media post for this episode that comes out with this episode. You can send us an email, podcast at colby.org. Uh, we'd love to hear and celebrate with you and what you want to hear on the Colby cast, uh, what would be helpful to you and what you're looking forward to as well. What do you think, guys? Anything else you want to throw in here? I think you should add that to your minor victories. All those downloads. 
for some pretty great episodes. Yeah. So congrats on all those. Well, thank you. And your editing is very good, as I told you before <laughs> from our first <laughs> podcast episode. <laughs> well, thank you. This whole venture is a labor of love, and it's really my honor to serve on it and to work with all of you and to and the families and the guests that we have. That's really, really quite an honor and privilege for me. The team that we have assembled here, the Colby Cast team, is just a joy to work with all of you guys. Hopefully my minor victory is that our, my rooster and guinea fowl aren't going to be part of the podcast anymore. And not because they're dead, but just because who were... <laughs> I didn't hear them at all. I've heard okay. none. I've heard I none today. your mic is working. Okay, good, good. Well, as we have done after our 25th and 50th episodes of the Colby cast, those celebratory episodes, we will do the same with this episode. Stick around at the end of this episode for some bloopers we have collected in the past several months of uh, production, and we hope you all enjoy them as much as we have. I am a big blooper fan and um, outtakes all of those. I love those. So I hope you all enjoy them. Thank you, Bridget and Lauren, for coming to celebrate with us. Thank you, Stephen. Thanks, Bonnie. Thank you, Bridget. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. Yes, it was fun. Thank you. We will see you all real soon. If you haven't already, subscribe to the Colby Cast in your favorite podcast app to make sure you don't miss an episode. And we'd love to hear from you. So feel free to email us at podcast at colby.org. Mary, our mother, pray for us. St. Maximilian Colby, pray for us. Ad maiorem Dei Gloriam. where I get to play news broadcasters. I, I set the bar really low for distractions <laughs> and stuff in class. So <laughs> wherever I was going with that, I don't even remember now. So that was good. Another crack at that. <laughs> like, yeah. Just stop and start again. You're muted. You can you can edit this out later. <laughs> By the way, that's not my uh, rooster that's crowing. <laughs> uh, Stephen. <laughs> oh, is it Stephen? <laughs> All the usual words seem inadequate for this. Where were we? <laughs> Let me start this over. Well, I don't, you don't actually have to redo it. It's done. We, we, this, this is the magic recording. Where you're going seems fine. Families that are enrolled with Colby. Colby enrolled Colby families. <laughs> I've said the same word about six zillion times now. We'll be back up just to Scotia. Yay, yay editing. That one kind of came in like on one wheel, I think, so. <laughs>